0: Okay, so we're holding over here in the Haggadah. Ma'aseh b'Rabbi Eliezer, b'Rabbi Yehoshua, b'Rabbi El-Azhar b'Nazariah, b'Rabbi Akiva, b'Rabbi Tarpon. So all these rabbis, she'ayu mesubim b'Bnei Brak. They were doing the Leil HaSeder in Bnei Brak. V'ayu m'sapirim b'Yetziyat Mitzrayim kol otol halayla. And they were talking about Yetsias Mitzrayim the entire night until their students came to tell them Rabotenu our rabbi the time to pray has come. So now a few things here we have to get some deep this. Number one, Reb is medayik from the Lashon Vahayumi Saperim, that they were being Isaac and Sipuri Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. The simple details of the story. It's not like they were involved in halachot or deeper things or Midrashim or other things. They were staying to the storyline. Because it says, Saperim always means Sipur devarim Ba'alma. To say the simple details of the story to get it clear. And yet, even though they were in the simple story, which would seem that at their age, at their level of piety and wisdom of Torah, that would be kind of boring. But yet, we see that they were so enthusiastic about it, Because uh, they forgot the time. They didn't even realize the night went through. And this story, Simple Pshat, is coming to um, bring a proof to what we said earlier. And you see so from the five greatest rabbis of all time in history that they were able to do that too, with such enthusiasm. So we want to try to say the Amkis over here, the aside how in the maisa, were they able to be involved in the storyline and yet be so into it and so enthusiastic about it in a way that they... Didn't realize the time. How, how is that possible? So we go back to the old Yusayi that we said many times. Then, of course, Yetzirah's Mitzrayim has to be a personal story, which we're going to explain a little bit. has to be a personal story. And a personal story, a person doesn't lose his enthusiastic flavor every time he says over his story. We all have experiences. We all have different things that we went through in life that were considered very important events in our lives. And we could always say over the story, it could be 20 years ago, and we may have said the story hundreds of times, but we say it with the same feeling and enthusiasm. So obviously the enthusiastic part of it has to be that it's a personal story. The question that we proposed in the past was how is it possible for you this whole Sipu Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, to be personal, if you yourself have not been there, you did not experience it, you were not redeemed as a slave, so how does this story become personal? And to add to that, Rabbi Haskell says that he was medayik, like I mentioned before, that the word misapiri means they were talking the simple details of storyline. Right, And he says, the greater the person is, the more he can see in the simple story. So let's try to understand that. So A, we have to understand personal story. B, we have to understand is that, what was learning up over here, is that it's not only that if it's personal, it's enthusiastic and you can repeat it, but he wants to say that because they were greater, they had more to say. They had more understanding. And the point is like this. Like we mentioned before, Paro did not have agenda against specific individuals. It's not that he wanted to put Ruven into pain and Shimon into pain. Paro had an agenda To make sure that there will not be a Jewish nation. And to eradicate Hashem's presence from the world. He did not want Hashem's presence in this world. He wanted to make that he established that he is a God. And his kingdom and his empire should be the ones that are running the world. And deciding the world culture and defining the world. That's what he wanted. And he did not want any presence of God in the world. And he understood that the nation of Israel, the nation of Klai Israel, who had a misorah, that Hashem was going to take them out and make a nation out of them, is going to be the powerful nation of the world that represents God and defines the entire creation. And he didn't want to have any of that. So his agenda was against Hashem. His agenda was against the Jewish nation. And he had to deal with the Jewish problem. So in that respect, the attack on the nation is attack on us. Because we're all part of the nation. We may not have been alive at that time. But the nation, the way it is, we are all equally part of it from every single generation. Because... Klal Yisrael is built over generations, over six thousand years, over the six hundred thousand the Shamot. Each person doing their playing their role in the nation, Giluk So it's all connected in that respect. And the eradication of the Jewish nation is the eradication of ourselves. You know, let's just take an example: Nazi Germany, Hikliyamach Shemay VeZichray wanted to exterminate the Jewish nation. So that's very personal to me and to you, and that means a lot to us, and it, it, and it, 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 it we, we live that piece of history in a very personal way, even though ourselves were not there to experience. It doesn't matter which human beings were alive at that time. So Yetzirah Mitzrayim is very personal, and The details of Yetzirah Mitzrayim are there to show us certain lessons of life that pertain to us today. Because it's not only in that time in history that there was a power who wanted to destroy the Jewish nation of the world. Today, in our very day and age, there are people that are bent on destroying the Jewish nation. In many different ways. You have terrorists, for example, that's going on now. You have people that are blatant enemies. They want l'ashmik, ul abed, et kol ha And you have also the culture of assimilation. Anything that would eradicate the presence of a Jewish nation in the world, and the Jewish identity, and a place for HaShuos And any hope for the Mashiach and for the redemption seems to be dwindling because of all the impact of the negative influence of the world around us. So we live that. So we have to go into Egypt, see what was going on over there, pull out the gedorim and the lundus of what they were going through and how it was impossible for the mission of Hashem to come to fruition. They were so broken, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, that Paro was wearing them out. So it seemed uh, that this mission of Hashem is not going to go. He has to abort the mission. But at the end of the day, Hashem, in a hidden way, was working everything until he came out and revealed himself. It was a gil Hashem. So we have to see that in our world too. So there's a lot of depth that you could see, deep, deep things. What each Maka represented, how it destroyed a philosophy, a specific philosophy of the Egyptians, and then how to apply that today in our modern day life. Because this is an ongoing problem. And like the Ramchal writes, that Yitzhiat Mitzrayim is the model for what's going to happen when we go out of this galut and the redemption of Mashiach. So there's a lot of lessons, there's a lot of deep lessons to learn in that personal story that was relevant then to the Jewish nation and is relevant now to the Jewish nation, and we are part of it, and that's very personal, and that's what Rav Chatzko means. That if a man is great, then he can see more depth in the simple details of the story, because the details of the story is what we call the levush, it's the outer layer but it represents something deeper it's the inner layer, the gedorim behind it, so if let's say the nilus represented taiva, and the Egyptians worshipped it, because they worshipped taiva so the nilus is the physical water, body of water The Egyptians are the physical human beings that lived at that time, and they bowed down, or they did some type of ritual with the water, right? Now, we have to say, in essence, what was going on, they were subservient to their desires. So how does that look in 2022? And how much is the world subservient to their desires today? So again, you see, you have to take abstract, the inner, deeper part. So first you have to study all the external details. By understanding the external details, then you're supposed to take it one step deeper and see internally what it means. And then to abstract it and apply it. That's why the bigger the Hakam is, the more work he has when he does see Yitzchitz Mitzrayim, the more personal that he can translate what was going on there and applied to his personal life. So therefore he has much more involvement, enthusiastic involvement. That's the idea. Now, it says at the end over there that their students came and told him Rabotenu Tenu, It's time to pray. So we could say a very deep thing here. Rabbi Rucham Lavovid says that Chag Pesach is not just a Chag of Emunah, to get fundamental principles in Emunah. Rather, it's supposed to change us to become more dedicated to Hashem. It's a Chag of Avdus. Just like the Jewish people went out of slavery and they left being slaves of Paro and they became slaves of Hashem. So we leave slavery and we become slaves of Hashem. So, the point is that the students came and said to them, the whole point of Yisipa Yitzir Mitzrayim was to accept upon yourself the yoke of heaven and to pray. Similar to what Rabbi Neonah says, that it says in the Gemara, somech If one is somech, Ga'al Yisrael It explains it. What it means is, when you think about Yitzir Mitzrayim, when you relive it, when you read the Pesukim about it, before you say Amidah, between Kiryat Shema and Amidah, and you accept upon yourself to be an Ebed Hashem, and from that you get up and pray. Prayer is, That's a person who's a Ben Olam Abba. So, the message the students were telling the rabbis were, Really, you're involved in the mitzvah. You're involved in the mitzvah, Sipi Yitzis Mitzrayim, you're involved in the midst of Talmud Torah. Maybe you don't have to stop. Questionable. Halacha. Right? But the point is that the, the Nekudah is what's the Tachlis? Your purpose of speaking and getting clarity and internalizing of the personal message. What was the purpose of all that? The purpose of all that was that you should serve Hashem. For that you should say Shamayim and pray to be so mechulath. That was the deeper message that the students were trying to convey to their Rabbi. So that proves Rabbi Rucham's Ziya side.